Going Linux episode 349, a review of Linux Mint 19. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, a review of Linux Mint. Hello, Bill. Hello, Larry. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Um, yeah. How's how's your uh, week gone so far? Uh, just a wonderful week. Um, wanted to let you know that we've got a, an updated edition of the last book that I wrote. Of that's course, been you released. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> well, it's the second edition of the um, using Ubuntu Mate and its applications. It's been updated for Ubuntu Mate 18.04 LTS. And since 18.04 is an LTS, I am hoping that I won't have to make any additional updates or revisions for a couple of years, at least. <laughs> so <laughs> this edition of the book will be a, um, uh, an LTS as well. <laughs> a long-term support book. <laughs> so if someone has gotten the book before, It's you, the old book still covers uh, almost everything, but this one's just kind of the updated information. So you can still use either one, but if you want the latest and greatest, you get to second edition. Right. Some of the most significant changes are uh, the the menu layouts, you know, the, the panel layouts that allow you to make it look like, uh, you know, Redmond's operating system or Cupertino's operating system uh, without, you know, saying the words Windows and, and Mac OS. Um, <laughs> what are these those, operating those, systems that you speak of? I don't know. Um, but the the panel layouts have changed significantly and, and along with them, the menus. And so some of the step-by-step instructions I had in the, the previous version, which was based, you know, it was based on supporting uh, 17.10. Um, some of those have changed. I've added a couple of new things in there that are new features, uh, some better explanations or more lengthy explanations of some other things. So there's there's a bunch of new stuff in there. But both editions are still valid. Both editions are still available on Amazon. I've got the paperback version of the second edition up, but I don't have the ebook version up yet, but I'm working on that. That'll be uh, available soon. Cool. Well, yeah, so I've been a little busy. Just a little bit. How about you? Work's going really well. Just busy as usual. But I'm the news that I want to share with you is OpenSUSE was sold for two point five billion with a B dollars. Yeah. OpenSUSE went and sold SUSE was sold. Yes. But OpenSUSE right. is tied, so yeah. So yes, yeah, SUSE was sold. But open open source, and according to the company that bought them, or from Sweden, that they're not going to really change anything. So it should be business as usual. Yeah, 
Yeah, for the open source, open SUSE version of it. Yeah, so they've been sold a lot over the past few years. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see what happens as a result of this. But my understanding is this is um, one of those uh, investment kind of firms, silent partner kinds of things. So maybe there won't be too many changes. We'll see. Um, probably not. Uh, maybe they or it might be a, a good thing. Might be more money. But I just want to know if we if you sell going Linux for two point five billion, do I get any of it? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can you can you can have a portion of it. I mean, you've contributed to this show. Thanks. Right? Yeah, I'll give you the same okay. proportion as I'm giving you of the money we earn. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> in donations. Well, not the same dollar value because that would be zero, but uh, <laughs> the same proportion. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I feel so much better the, now. The, the, the 50% right along. comes to mind. Yes, there we go. Okay. Wow. All Moving right. So right. what have you been doing for the past couple of weeks, Bill? Um, this The title of this episode might be a hint, right? <laughs> well, so I've been running Linux Mint for over two weeks now. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen to the whole episode to find out what my opinions are. So, All right. That's a teaser. Now, okay. another one uh, piece of news that might be as old as the, uh, the OpenSUSE is Google goes platinum in the Linux Foundation. That's $500,000 a year. That is significant. Where were they before? They were, they were like uh... – Super platinum coated gold or something. I'm not no, familiar with the Linux Foundation levels. Silver, okay. They were, but you know who is also um, a uh, platinum member? Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> well, they're relying on Linux for a lot of their, uh, you know, server based stuff now. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, I think Google finally said, "Wait a minute, Microsoft was." Platinum or silver, and we use a lot of Linux. Okay, we'll be platinum here. We'll just give you mm-hmm. some more money there. I mean, it's, I mean, five hundred thousand dollars or even a million dollars to them is like couch money. Uh, here, 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 we just found this in our couch here. Take that. So yeah. anyway, yeah, they they contribute a lot to the the code base on on Linux now that they're using it a, uh, a lot to support the Microsoft systems. And mark my words, I see a Microsoft-branded version of Linux in the future. I'm not going to say how far in the future, but I'm thinking they're heading that direction. Say it's not so. Anyway, speaking of Microsoft, Mini ran here. They're pissing me off. And I don't care if anybody loves Microsoft. I don't like them. They cost me several hours of work. How's this that? past week. Well, not only did it decide to just reboot my system uh, while I went to go make a sandwich. <laughs> uh-huh. While I was working on a report for work that had to be in at a certain time. Of course. Uh-huh. Uh, it did save. I will say it did save it. That's fine. Part of it. Uh-huh. Um, but... Then it sat there for like 45 minutes updating. And I'm like, yes. I got to get this in. I did get it in, barely. But it's like, this is crazy. And 
apparently it's my fault. Because, oh. yes, uh, Windows 10, uh, now this does not, you can turn it off in Enterprise, but you, but the laptop they gave me for some reason uh, had uh, a home on it. I guess they just, oh. because, uh, so, okay, bad, bad company. Anyway, um, we just write reports on them, so I can understand wanting to save a little money. Why do they need professional or enterprise, you know, because all you're doing is typing reports, and how hard can that be? I mean, you know, and yeah. so on home, you can't tell it not to auto-update. Because oh, right. Microsoft is considering is going to that subscription model, and what they what they keep you keep hearing them say is their OS as a service or software as a service. And so, anytime you open up update, just see if there's any updates because we're required to check at least twice a week for any security updates. And if there is one, it just goes a this goes ahead and installs it. Not a problem. Without your permission. At the most inopportune times. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, in, installing it is not the problem. It's the fact that you have to restart the computer after you install it and wait for all the updates to be applied as it's restarting. That's the problem. And since I live out in the middle of nowhere, my internet's not the fastest. So right. you can imagine my joy and happiness when I'm sitting there going, we're updating your system. Please do not turn it off. I'm like, son of a gun. And then have to <laughs> – and now uh, son of a gun was not the words I was using. I bet. <laughs> so this whole software as service, they, they, they're pushing – they push these updates out. You remember they, they're, they're very good about uh, making things difficult Um Sometimes I don't want to apply an update right away. Sometimes right. I want to wait and see if this update's got any problems. Like I can do on my Linux machine, I can say, I'll take that update, this update, and this update. And I click the descriptions and read them. Not everybody does, but I do. Okay, these are ones I want. You mm -hmm. know, but the update uh, descriptions, if you do happen to get one from Microsoft, is system improvements. That doesn't tell me anything. Right. Yeah. Well, and they don't have to because it's proprietary software. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, rant done. Uh, I only have to use Microsoft for certain things. I can get away with some of the stuff on my Linux machine. I've got one game I ha I can't get to run under Wine, and I got my company software that won't run under Wine either. So, don't believe me. I've tried, but it's. So I have to keep them on my machine, and unfortunately. Anyway, mm. moving right along. Yeah, so let's go to happier topics. Yes, happier <laughs> topics. So, Larry, we're going to talk about today Linux Mint 19 Terra. Okay, and, and Terra is the code name for Linux Mint Terra's 19. Terra is the code right? name, which I happen to like a lot. Yeah. I think it's a good yeah. Because they always seem to name it like Sylvia or something like that. It's always cool. So Terra, I thought it's a really uh, a great name for it. So um, a long time ago, I ran Linux Mint. I even donated to the project. Mm -hmm. 
Um, uh, I gave it a rest for a while, and uh, when one of our listeners suggested a review, well, I thought, hey, it's time to reload the latest and the greatest and see what's changed. Uh, we've, we had been recommending Linux Mint, and this was before Ubuntu Mate even came out. Right. Um, we've been recommending Linux Mint uh, in the past, so I wonder if it was still worthy of the, the recommend. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how it compared to Ubuntu Mate 18.04. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So. So let's, uh, let, let's dig into it a little bit, I guess. Huh? Okay. So, yes, Larry, I did download the 64-bit version. Good, good. <laughs> Since you have a 64-bit machine and the 32-bit software you're trying to use didn't quite work all that well before, it's good you've used the 64-bit version. I'm, yes. I'm proud of you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Step, step one, read instructions. Six, yeah, 64 <laughs> is bigger than 32, 64 better. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's how I remember. So I want to add a little footnote here. Okay. Uh, just... Uh, because people have known that my Alienware is uh, a grumpy beast. Mm-hmm. So because of my Alienware and the ACPI, I had to edit the Grub Boot config. It's very straightforward, and I've included a link for anybody else that's having this problem, and it's in the show notes, and okay. it's at Ask Ubuntu. Um, oh, perfect. And I heard that this is sometimes is useful for, for other Dell computers. Mm-hmm. But this one was written specific for Alienware, and anybody that says, "Oh, it's it's very hard to uh, to edit the Grub uh, menu," mm-hmm. it's not. It's, okay. it's very it's very very uh, straightforward, and this article walks you through it. And you can even cut and paste if you if you want. Uh, huh. I didn't. I read I read it and typed it in. Uh, so if you're having trouble getting, uh, your Ubuntu Mate, this applies that because, uh, Ubuntu Mate or Linux Mint to start, it's a temporary fix, uh, mm. to get the system to boot. You can go into the, uh, I think it's the advanced boot options in the, yeah. in the, when you, and then you can just, it's just one little line. You can copy and paste it if you wanted to. Right, um, right. Right in there, it's it's not real hard, and all it is is basically ACPI equals, uh, I believe it's no or off. off. I can't remember. Off, it's off. Yeah. Yes, off. So, and then once you get in, now that's only a temporary fix. So once you get okay. the, get it installed, and you'll have to do it one more time, this temporary, uh, to get the system to boot. Then all you have to do. Is follow directions in this article, and you'll you'll open up a couple simple terminal commands. It shows you where to put it. Uh, straightforward. You'll save it, reboot, and voila, no more issues. Okay, so the temporary fix gets you booted, and you can run things, and then you yes. make the change in the uh, the grub file itself, the grub grub profile yeah. into the grub boot. Yeah, so that then saves it so you don't have to enter that every time you reboot. So that's great. Yeah, and Good. so yeah, it works really, really, really well as far as uh, of getting it. You know, and like I said, it's not 
it's not super scary. I know people say it sounds like scary because you have to use a terminal, but it's mm-hmm. really straightforward. And if you follow this, um, the Ask Ubuntu article, it, mm-hmm. it's pretty much straightforward and easy to understand. Okay. Beautiful. Well, that's good. So, that's good. Yes. Yes. So I, I was very happy to run across that article. And I think one of our listeners had actually suggested Ask Ubuntu for some of this. So that thank you whoever suggested that. Yeah. So anyway. They have some really good forums over there, Ask Ubuntu. And, they, do. And, they do. And a lot of good answers there that apply not just to Ubuntu, but to other things as well. But it's 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 a really good source of information. And like you said, Bill, we'll include that in the show notes. And that I remember using that ACPI equals off switch um, a number of years ago with some older hardware. I don't remember whether it was an HP laptop or a ThinkPad laptop, but I remember having to use that switch before. I don't remember all the details, but uh, that's that's good that you found something that works for you. All right. So with that footnote caveat inserted, let's talk about Linux Mint 19, the good. Okay, yeah. So what are your impressions here about the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Um, first impressions, it's pretty. That's okay. a good start. That's a good start. But I'm not going to start there. I'm going to talk about things that you've run across when you first get this start. You're going to see... The update center, it has been updated. <laughs> That's kind of mm-hmm. uh, the update manager now selects all updates to install, and this includes updates to the kernel or the graphics stack. And hmm. they've what's kind of interesting is they've tied this into something we'll talk about in just a few minutes called uh, time shift. And it's not the very first thing you do, but it does pop up and, and Mint suggests that you set up regular backups. So you can easily restore from a time before you know you apply a date or your system gets wonky, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much seamless. It's 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 professional quality. I mean, if you didn't know that this was a free operating system, you would swear that you, you this you you had spent a hundred dollars. Um, and what's nice about TimeShift, it uses rsync, and see rsync. Um, there's other interfaces for rsync, but TimeShift, uh, the, the user interface is really, really polished and easy to understand. There's no cryptic, you know, so if you're a first-time user, if you can use a Mac or a Windows uh, machine, you're going to feel right mm-hmm. at home because there's there's really everything's so simple. It's That's how good it is. To be clear, though, just, just to make, uh, make sure people understand what it is we're talking about. So there's the software called the Update Manager that manages your updates, as the name would suggest. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is that it looks when you do your first updates to see if you have time shift defined, and time shift is their name for their backup software, right? Yes. So when you first start the Update Manager, it checks to see if you have backups um, scheduled, and if you don't, it's suggesting that you go and do that. Yes, and it brings up the, okay. the software for you. Oh, nice! And that's a good thing that they're doing that. Um, not to get you off of tra- uh, off track here, but um, the 
the Linux Mint that I remember, the update manager gave you the option of level one updates, level two updates, and I think it went to level five, and you could deselect the... Is one to three. One to three. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So what, um, does it still have that? Is there something changed in that? The update manager is a lot cleaner now. You, you're able to select which ones you want. So it doesn't have the one, two, or three anymore. Okay. The, uh, the update manager is very, very straightforward. It's very clean. It's like they took a page out of like a Max uh, interface ideas. It was, it's very, icons are very easy to read. The fonts are, you know, they, they said they updated to make it easier to understand. And, and But anyway... So it lists all the updates, and the first time, and, and if you click on the update, it'll tell you, "Hey, this is what this does." Right. Uh, and I, you know, there was one for Firefox, and I didn't want to install it right away, so I went ahead and un, uh, unchecked that box. I installed security updates for everything else, and sure. I kind of waited. You know, that that's just me how I do my updates. I like to see what it's actually doing. So. After it gets those updates, it, it does something very, very cool. It says, would you like us to look for a faster update mirror for you? Uh, okay, so the server that it's using to go get the updates yes. is what it's talking about when it says mirror. Okay. Yeah, so after you get the initial updates, I guess, from the basic, basically the Mint um, uh, main, it says, you know, would you like us to find a much faster uh, mirror for you? And yeah. if you click, you click yes, uh, it will go out and it tests the, the connections. You tell it where you are if you're in the United States or Great Britain or Germany or wherever. And it finds it and says, would you like to use this mirror? And you say yes, and it, already, and it changes it so you get all your updates from that mirror. Yeah, which I thought was a pretty forward thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember, I think the last version of Mint that I used was 17.3. And it did something similar or did exactly the same thing on the mirrors. I remember that and thinking to myself, that's nice, uh, because it'll find a mirror that's closer or a mirror that's faster. And if I remember correctly, you can go into the updater settings and, and set the mirror manually if you want to choose a different one, right? Yes. So you've, one of the first things it does is brings up the manager, checks for updates, you know, says, let's find you a better mirror. And then it suggests, uh, suggests, okay, let's get your backup set up. So it's just walking you through these steps and it only takes a few minutes to get these steps up. And mm -hmm. it's, and everything from start to finish was, was seamless. It was, there's none of this crazy, you know, you have to open this terminal or anything. I mean, it's all, a nice uh, graphical user interface. Yeah, um, that's good. Okay, so then, you know, of course, the welcome screen uh, pops up. Uh, and it they made, they redesigned it and made it a little nicer look. I It's basically the software boutique, boutique that's in Mate. Only mm -hmm. it's you got different theming. It's the same idea. Okay. And if you go through uh it's you know it says editors picks if you click that or suggested uh applications a lot of these 
uh, suggested ones bring up stuff you're you're looking for, so you don't have to search for them. Like, for instance, you know, I wanted Audacity, I wanted VLC. VLC was installed by default, which is nice. Um, yeah. But you know, I changed a few applications, and it was all right there. So it's like click, 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 boom, enter password, and it downloads it. And Harry's your uncle. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> installed just that simple. Now, not beating on Mate, I had a few issues, nothing game-breaking, uh, but I didn't have here with um, with Mint, and I, I think it's not Mate's fault. I think it was a broken link, and one of them mm. was Discord. It showed that Discord was in both of them, but when I tried to install Discord on Mate, it says file couldn't be found. But then it kept saying, would you like to install Discord? So mm. I think it was a broken link. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I've installed – Yeah, and to be clear, you're, when you say Mate, you're talking about Ubuntu Mate because Linux Mint has yes. a Mate version as well. So, yes. yeah, when I've installed Discord, it's installed without any trouble. So could be they just had a broken link at the time. So maybe it's not Ubuntu Mate's fa- fault. Well, maybe it is it because they, they maintained that broken link. But <laughs> there we go. Anyway, um, so you didn't have any problem. That's the key thing with Linux Mint. Yeah, That's I great. I didn't have any problem. Now, Ubuntu Mate and Linux Mint, comparing the the getting applications, I would have to say they're pretty equal. There's no game mm-hmm. break changers or breakers in that whole process okay Okay. so to be totally fair besides having that uh new welcome screen uh and gives you some basic information and applications and helps you get started they did something i really really liked they changed the icons that, that look better um they don't look like they're from the 90s anymore, which mm-hmm. that's always been something that's bothered me on how crappy our stock icons work. I know ah, you yeah. can change them. Yeah, I know that. But out of the box, I, you know, we should have great um, icons you know, that look very modern. These I, I sent you a screenshot of, of just the, the fresh uh, install of uh, Mint before I did anything to it, and you even noticed that they, the icons are very Mac-like. They're kind of flatter. Yeah, yeah they're they're quite nice. Yeah, if yes. if you like that kind of design, uh, but, but yeah, they're it. very attractive. Yeah, it's good. See, so this is not really uh, – it's nice that they did it and it had some better-looking icons, but if I didn't like the icons, I could change them. Uh, right. if, I don't like, if I don't like the icons on Ubuntu Mate, I can change them. That's one of the nice be- – that's one nice benefits. So yes, they made some decisions that look nice, look really nice, but there's n- nothing there is th- something that you can't get on Ubuntu Mate uh, or any other – Linux, you can get them on Fedora, on uh, stock Ubuntu. I mean, you can you can change your desktop desktop to do anything you want. So that's it's nice, but it's not. Oh wow, look how great it is. So right. That right. that being said, um, Linux Mint 19 is supported until April 2023, but yeah. Ubuntu Mate is not is only supported to April 2021. And there's a reason behind that. Okay. 
the reason is Ubuntu Mate follows the release cycle of Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. So what when they buy in what is it like three or four years they'll introduce a new LTS or another two years I think two years to release an LTS and Ubuntu Mate will will follow that release cycle. Linux Mint has been known to take the last LTS in this and it takes them a long a lot a little bit longer to get everything set up so they're going to be on the older code base they update the the applications but the they're not following the same lockstep as Ubuntu Mate. So right. uh, that's that it's that's I would have to say Ubuntu Mate has a uh, I would say a better method in my book because things change so rapidly. So the next release uh, you know long term support release will have a bunch of new stuff that Maybe Linux Mint 19 isn't is not supporting. You know how quickly mm-hmm. things move. So right. I have to give that that um, uh, attaboy to Ubuntu Mate for that. Okay. Okay. But neither one of these is a make or break. Uh, I just right. one from and said, well, why is this one supported longer? Why is Mint support longer? Well, they're using the older code base. Right. But Ubuntu Mate will have already been on the, the next. By the time you know they release their next one, uh, Ubuntu Mate will already be on the next code base, and so you know, as the way things go, I think that's probably a good thing. That's just me. Yeah. So, bottom line, from an end user perspective, if you want a more um, up to date and update meaning more recent versions of software packages or more recent updates to the software, uh, the Ubuntu Mate style of uh, regular releases over a two-year period with long-term support in, in versions every couple of years and uh, interim releases in between is probably the way to go. And if you want more stability than the, the interim releases give you, you just stay on the LTSs. If you want something that's even more stable than that, you can go with Linux Mint which um, maintains the LTS code base for even for its interim releases. And so that adds to the stability, but provides you the ability to get some updates in between the regular uh, LTS kind of releases. Is, is that a good way of putting it? Yes. No, I, I would say that Ubuntu Mate has the advantage in this. Not because Linux Mint 19 there uh, is um, bad, but here's my feelings on it. Ubuntu Mate has all these developers uh, working on the next release now. There's a lot of eyes. It's not Mm -hmm. just one small core group. There is a small core group, but there's a lot of contributors. Linux Mint 19, in my opinion, that's their weak... The weak, the weak link in the chain is it's a small group of of people modifying Ubuntu base for their their distribution, and I'm not saying they don't have a lot of people helping them, but Ubuntu Mate has a lot more people looking at it. And not one small core group controls it. You don't have one developer 
like you do on that's considered the head that can make decisions. You know, things. I would have to say, Bantamante, the managed the, the way it's it's looked at, and maintained, and developed, is a stronger position than it is at Linux Mint 19. Even though I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but if I was going to be in, putting this on my, uh, I don't want to be tied to one small developer group. Like I don't want to be tied to one small company. Microsoft, Apple, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and more people the merrier. So I'd say Ubuntu Mate has the advantage and makes me more comfortable because I know it's it's bigger governance. You know they're governed by the Ubuntu um, right. councils right. and stuff. So that's just me. Uh, and you know, a lot of times this won't this won't make a big difference to anybody, but it's something that needs to be mentioned. Is there's this governance style is 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 a lot different. Right. And does that, does that yeah, there was, yeah, it does. And there was a time in history when Ubuntu Mate was run like Linux Mint in that it was a small group of people. It was essentially Martin Wimpress and uh, uh, a small group of um, developers helping him to work on Ubuntu Mate. Now that Ubuntu Mate is, has actually become an official flavor of Ubuntu, uh, that's where the additional governance comes in, the additional eyes, the additional support. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, in developing Ubuntu Mate, that small team is still involved. And, you know, it, the team has grown a little bit, but uh, they must comply with the uh, governance provided by Ubuntu. You know, they have to meet the requirements of any other Ubuntu flavor in order to be continue to be um, considered an official yes. Ubuntu flavor. So, yeah, that's that's where that comes from. Um, and not to take anything away from the Linux Mint team. I don't no, think either no, one no, of us is all. saying that. They're doing a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, the flexibility that gives you be, not being tied to Ubuntu from a governance perspective lets you go and experiment and try new things that perhaps yeah. Ubuntu might I'm not let you do. I'm not do. saying it's a bad thing. Right. I'm just right. saying... Yeah, when we're doing a review, we we need to bring up these type of things because some people Absolutely. might have might have some problems or might not be as comfortable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I'm trying to be as objective as I can. Uh, this isn't going, you know. I'm going. We always, whether we like it or not, we always say, you know, we try to be fair on our reviews. So. So, right. And Ubuntu Mate has that six-month release cycle yeah. and the LTS, uh, and they have downloads for 32-bit and 64-bit and PowerPC, if you're still using architecture that uses that, and the Raspberry Pi, and Ubuntu Mate has Snap support out of the box. How does Mint compare in all of those? We've talked a little bit about the LTS versus interim releases, but how about the other things? Mint only has an LTS. They don't do the six right. months releases. So, if you wanted to see what was being released, you're pretty much, you know, out of luck. I mean, you'll have a completely stable system, hopefully. But if you wanted to see, hey, what what what's going on? You know, I just want to play with the latest uh, interim release to see what's go- what they're going to be putting in the the new LTS coming out. You can't do it. But you know, you got to understand, Mint goes for User fr- uh, being very user friendly, they don't do anything with servers. It's basically desktop focused only. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So let's talk about what's included in the system, and this should be pretty close 
to Ubuntu Mate, but for okay. those geeks that kind of like to have the numbers, it uses Linux kernel 4.15.0. Linux, Linux Mint does support 32-bit and 64-bit. I've heard rumors that they're thinking about getting rid of the 32-bit. I, yeah, and I think that's an Ubuntu decision that'll affect yeah, all so, Ubuntu derivatives. Yeah. Uh, so Mint does not support snaps out of the box. Okay. They support flat packs. Ah, okay. So that's the route they've chosen to go. Yes. So how do but, you, if if you want snaps, can you add it? Yeah, it's sudo apt install snapped or snap d. <laughs> and okay. You've got it. Yeah, all you do is just load the uh, the library so you can use snaps. You can use snaps flat packs, and you, and you could use mm -hmm. flat packs on and snaps on Ubuntu Mate because they're both Ubuntu based. Yes. So it's just that was the route they wanted to go with. I really care. I mean, either one seems to work. I've used both, so mm -hmm. I would say this is not a game a game uh, breaker, game changer. It, they both support the same thing. You might have to put one little command in to get it to support. Okay, that's really hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna move on. Yeah. Um, the one I'm using, you know, they do have a, a mate version of this, but I chose to go with cinnamon because I like cinnamon. Uh, they use yeah. cinnamon 3.8.6, which is the latest one. Okay. And they talk about speed and stuff. It it looks good. Everything looks nice. So. It uses GTK 3.22, and of course, you know, it had the Flatpak support. Okay, so there's all this information in there. So there was just the highlights of what it has for those of the ones a little geekiness. But yeah, basically, I, I was looking at both of them, and Ubuntu Mate and Mint pretty much have the same... You know, kernel might be a slight point difference depending on where they are in the updates or whatever like that. But other than that, uh, not much difference in in the, the applications. But here's something I have noticed. And if this might not be fair to Mint, but I, I just, wanna, just kind of wanted to um, bring it up, is that feels a little slower than oh. Ubuntu Mate. Hmm. Uh, running the same size partitions, the same swap space. I mean, everything's identical. Right down to the drive, the RAM, everything. And application installed and running. Ubuntu Mate feels much, much, much faster. Linux Mint is not doesn't feel slow, but you see the difference when you Lo you're loading uh, like a browser and a right. Ubuntu Mate it's pretty much instantaneous for me right. for Linux Mint there's a delay of sometimes as much as 3 or 5 seconds which I find weird and the only thing I can attribute that to is uh, just the way the, the display is it, it, you know is displaying the information about uh, you know I'm not I don't know why there's such a speed difference it's not unbearable and once I think it's loaded into memory it's very very fast uh, just so everybody knows uh, I made sure that I had the same version of NVIDIA drivers 
uh, right. installed on both of them. Right, I mean, there, there's no difference in that. They're set the same color depth, the same de- uh, the resolution. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to let them know that every, every I, I tried to for apples into apples. So if I had Dropbox Dropbox installed and Discord installed, I had it on on Linux Mint too because I wanted to see what the performance was. Sure. So let me ask this. Um, sure. In trying to compare apples and apples, uh, I'm wondering if it was the Cinnamon desktop that might have been slowing it down. Did you try Linux Mint with Mate and see the same slowdown? I have not, um, okay. and I probably should have. But uh, we both know that Mate's fast. But yeah, now, but, uh, but in my experience, Cinnamon's been pretty fast too. So, yeah, and, hmm. yeah, and cinnamon, and I don't know if it's just. I mean, it's fast. It's just not as. It doesn't feel as fast mm-hmm. as mate. Uh, it doesn't launch things quite as fast. Uh, I mean, we're talking things are set up exact same. Now, mm-hmm. don't I don't want anybody to think that I'm harshing on Linux Mint because I'm not. It's very very usable. Uh, it's very. It, I mean, you're not going to sit there and wait forever. I mean, you might have a, uh, a two or three second delay before the browser opens. Not a big deal for some people, but my my concern was, it, I have a pretty powerful machine with a pretty beefy video card, with the latest Nvidia drivers. I should. I, I think should be popping pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just. My feelings. None of these are game breakers because most people uh, don't, you know, it, it won't bother them. It's just, you know, I think one of the things we've always said is Linux is fast, and I just, I just, and if I have a pretty beefy system and you have a pretty beefy system, and we're seeing these delays, what's a person that maybe is trying to repurpose an older or an older laptop? You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm just I'm trying to keep everybody you know um, in mind. And so, if you have a very beefy system, current you know within a year or whatever, you know I would say yeah you know great don't don't uh, worry about any of this. But if you have an older system, I would suggest either going going with the Ubuntu Mate, just because mm-hmm. the desktop's lighter. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Just to be fair, yeah. when talking about uh, Firefox, I've done some installation of Ubuntu Mate on some older systems recently, <laughs> quite a bit, in fact. And I've noticed that, especially on the older systems, it's quite noticeable that the first time you launch Firefox after installing the new uh, operating system that it takes a lot longer to load than subsequent times. And um, it, it does seem to be more sluggish on starting up Firefox than mm-hmm. it does something like Chrome. So, yeah, it, it's probably a, a good um, application to test speed of launching against because the differences are noticeable <laughs> more noticeable with firefox than maybe other other applications yeah i actually did i, I actually installed chrome because i was like why is it so slow i mean mm-hmm. just so i installed chrome i installed uh, installed opera 
Uh, I even installed the, just the Chromium version, and they all are within milliseconds of each other. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. I just I was just surprised because of. And now this is not does not make it unusual. I'm just saying, you know, you sometimes have to going. Why is this thing not up already? It's just a browser. Right. I guess the point is it's it's noticeable and yes it's noticeable to me yeah it's it's not intolerable it's just noticeable okay yeah and just to finish because uh, I know um, our listeners will wonder uh, I, I was looking at memory usage and I, I wanted to bring this point up when I was talking about this the memory usage for Linux Mint running just average having uh, you know, an average browsers with two or three tabs. You know, uh, Audacity running. Um, I've got Update Manager because I never closed it. I'm running and stuff like that. Linux Mint runs for about 2.3 to 2.8 gigabytes of memory usage average. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I also went back and looked at my notes, and this is pretty substantial in my book. Uh, Mate on the same system, same setup, uh, give or take, you know, a few hundred megabytes. It was about 1.6 to 2.1, which is considerably, is kind of uh, considerable, especially if you're running on a low resource machine. Yeah. So just, just not a game, not a game changer, because you know, but I, I wanted people to be aware that. Uh, I've noticed in just my observations, and these are not scientific, that the memory usage seems to be a little higher on Linux Mint. And I, I just, under the cinnamon, I don't know what it is under Mate. I should probably check that out, and I can always just post in the forums and let you know what I found. But mm-hmm. just wanted to kind of let you know um, about that because I want everybody to have as much information as I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that would be helpful to uh do a quick comparison and post it onto the uh Google Plus forums. And uh yeah, so final verdict, what do you think? Both are excellent distributions. Um uh, but Larry, they've really stepped their up their game and uh so, you know, I told you I would tell you my first impressions and so here it is. It was stunning to look at, and it works well. Uh, I think this is a real winner. The reworked icons are nice. Uh, the backgrounds they include are some of the best I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm also impressed with the fit and finish of Linux Mint, and there were zero deal breakers. So, my final verdict, based on five stars, and the drum roll please, is 4.8. And it's very That's solid good. and well-polished. Now, that being said, you might be saying, well, which one do you want to go with? Uh, And this is going to surprise you. I only unloaded this to review it, and I've run it for two weeks, gave it a fair shot. But I prefer for certain things um, a bunch of mate. So... Would I recommend uh, Linux Mint to people? Absolutely. Would I recommend Ubuntu Mate? Absolutely. You can't go wrong with either one of them. And you kind of have to pick what 
which one do you like better? Uh, I but I look at a few different things, um, just about uh, how it's managed, the philosophy behind it, the dev the to the developers, uh, how often it's released, you know, what's their, you know, how how they treat developers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in my my opinion, Ubuntu Mate is better for me, but not might not be better for everybody. But that being said, could I recommend Linux Mint with a clear conscience and, and expect someone to have a good experience? Or actually, I'll say an excellent experience. Yes, I would. Good. Okay. Good. Well, yeah, I'll have to uh, give it another try and see how it looks. Um, I'm pretty invested into uh, Buntu Mate Buntu at this Mate. point. And, yeah, but um, yeah, I might uh, give it a try on a second machine and see how it goes, or a virtual machine. And yeah. So let me ask see, you a question. See what's new. Yeah. Let me ask, uh, now that you've heard my praises and my uh, concerns and my information, what would you rate without looking at it? If I, I gave you all this information, would you consider using this? I would. I would consider using it. I think your your review gives a, a very positive um, feeling of Linux Mint. I have yes. taken a look at their release notes for Linux Mint Cinnamon and gone through some of the the updates that they have and and. Having looked at the screenshots that you've provided, as well as the ones that are on the um, on the website, I think this is um, between Ubuntu Mate and Linux Mint. Current versions, it's very tough to yeah. recommend one over the other. Um, I think if it's someone who has an older computer, I'm still going to recommend. Uh, uh, Ubuntu Mate because of the speed difference that you mentioned and the older the computer, the more significant the, the performance the will be. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that, like you said, with a clear conscience, could I recommend Linux Mint 19? Absolutely. I think so. Okay. And I'll give it a try and see where we go from here. Okay. So we haven't done one of these uh, software picks in a while. And I just... I wanted to uh, give one, and it's available in repositories. It's Clam Antivirus, but to make this easy to use, you want to also install Clam TK. And that basically is a front end for Clam Antivirus because Clam Antivirus usually is just command line. But yeah. The Clam, but, but the Clam TK is a nice, very friendly user graphical interface, and it makes it super easy to use. So that's my software mm -hmm. recommendation. Okay, well, and I don't have a software recommendation, but uh, bonus tip. Uh, we know that Linux is more secure, uh, and that's one of the things we like about it, of course. But remember, you have to do your part to be very careful about installing programs from the web. And we've talked about this over and over again on the podcast the safest way to get your software is from the official repositories, whether that's the Mint repositories for Linux Mint or the Ubuntu uh, and Ubuntu Mate repositories for Ubuntu Mate. Stick with the repositories. Be careful and be selective about getting software from third parties. Um, even the Snap uh, 
applications uh, and the Flatpak applications, they can be considered third party because they're not given the same scrutiny as the packages that are in the repositories. Now, yes, okay, the the flat packs and the snap packages are oftentimes a little more up to date, and that's really the purpose of providing those, uh, especially with the focus on long term support releases. Um, but be careful, be careful with them as well. Um, so another FYI, be selective on your browser extensions because they can do some nasty things as well. They are third party applications that run in your browser. They are, let me say that again. They are third party applications that run in your browser as extensions and they are programs and they can do nasty things. Like I said, and they can steal your personal data, compromise your system. So whether you're using ClamAV or whether you're not using any sort of antivirus on Linux, just be careful. That's really the best practice overall. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, very good. I mean, you could have the most secure Linux system, but if you have that nasty little thing running in the uh, as a browser extension to find uh, the best coupon deal, and it's by the way stealing all your browser history and stuff, there's not much you can. You know, yeah, so. exactly, and and those browser extensions are cross-platform, so they'll attack equally anybody, whether you're running Linux, Mac, Windows, or something else. So uh, just yeah. be just be aware of what you put in there, and uh, I think yeah, you'll be fine. Yep. Okay, I think that is enough to wrap us up here, Bill. What do you think? I think so. I think they've heard enough of me droning on for a while. So what's our next episode? Yeah, you're, you're a Linux Mint fanboy now. Okay. Uh, our next episode Actually, is... Actually, no. No? Okay. You're going to stick with Ubuntu Mate. I told you, uh, as soon as this is over, I'm I'm going to go back. But I wanted to run it for over two weeks to get to give it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would say I like it. I wouldn't say I'm a fanboy. Okay. I okay. hear Bear waiting for us to wrap this up. So our next yes. episode will be <laughs> listener feedback. Until then, you can go to our website at uh, goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.